Okay, so yeah, as Darren says, welcome to 98 Not Out. Um, Brentwood's favourite, Chris Green. Greeny, how are you going? Yeah, I'm all right, um, considering I'm missing, missing Brentwood, but uh, I'm glad to be continuing my dream of chasing the sun and um, not this, the last five days, but I've been enjoying playing some big bash cricket um, around Australia and unfortunately find myself in isolation um, because I'm a close contact, still negative, but I've... Uh, I think this is day the end of day five for me now. So two more sleeps before I can get back out. I bet you can't wait. I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you, actually. You say about you know missing Brentwood. I saw um I saw on your Instagram feed that you'd uh, you put a little thing up about 2021 and everything that that gave to you and all about the thunder and the Talawas. Where was Brentwood in all of that? The highs, yeah, my highs and lows. It was probably in the. It must have been just in the middle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not uh, there's probably not enough enough photos um taken um playing on the cricket field there's there's a lot um behind the bar or in the in the bar which was good fun um and obviously um sorry daz but dominating bill uh i've got a few photos of that um and and training and training there um but no nah, i had, had a lot of fun that whole england stint um was awesome sure it was lovely to have you with us obviously um so yeah, so two more days of ISO at the moment. Um, two more, and I've got to endure one more, one more game. So I've missed two games already, unfortunately. Um, been enjoying captaining the side, and then, um, but fortunately, the only thing that kind of makes it a fraction easier is when your team wins while you're watching. Um, that's the only small saving grace. Um, the it's still bloody hard watching on when you're fully fit, not injured, not sick. Uh, locked away feeling helpless and out of control and I'm a nervous watcher at the best of times so um, yeah one more game unfortunately that I have to miss tomorrow against the Hurricanes which is a big game um, and then I'll be back for the last two one against the Sixers and one against the Renegades I believe before we get into finals yeah well the boys have stepped up for you haven't they Hales and, and Gilks have both, both been getting some runs Sanger's done a decent job with the captaincy yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, our two poms have, have been going well. I don't know about the rest of the poms in Australia, but our two poms, Billings, uh, even Sakib Mahmood, so sorry, three poms before they left were going well. And then Hales has joined the party. So I don't know what's going on with England, but now they're looking to steal all our players that are doing well for us. Hales loves the big bash, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, he does. We've had him uh, the last three years. He's played um, for us, which has been awesome. Obviously, last year is incredible. I think. He, every game he scored runs and um you know since he's come out of his COVID isolation where he missed a couple of games he's i think he's averaged 80 odd um in the three games so whatever his isolation he did in isolation it worked for him so i'm hoping for much of the same for me going into finals what is it about um the big bash which makes it so friendly towards uh t20 cricket it seems to have a life of its own compared to the other big uh, franchise tournaments yeah, look, I, I think that a lot of um, hard work's gone into it at the start. It's a very family-oriented um, tournament, and that's probably why I enjoyed the 100 so much this year in its first year is that it, it sort of reminded me a lot of the Big Bash. You see a lot of young boys and girls watching in the crowd dressed in their team colours and, um, you know, not that county cricket doesn't have that, but there's probably a stigma of an older generation going to watch county cricket rather than, the new young family generation. And, and that's what I think the Big Bash has about it. And then, so you have a lot of fun on and off the field. 
Um, it, it's usually um, very high quality. This year we've been disturbed by COVID, so it's grounded opportunity to a lot of lesser players and club cricketers, which is a positive in itself. Um, so, but hopefully, you know, it hasn't taken away too much from the stand of it all. So, um, yeah, I just say it's it, it, the the fact that you see lots of young boys and girls coming. You know, the the WBBL for the women's side is has gone from strength to strength as well. So there's two tournaments now um, that are, are running really well in, in the country and, and, you know, promoting cricket and encouraging girls and boys to, to take it up, much like the 100 seem to do this year. Is there any feeling about it running alongside the Ashes? What's the feeling locally about that? Uh, oh, look, I, I think the one, the one thing we've never had um, since the start of it, and, and that's probably the, the thing that probably separates the Big Bash and um from all the other tournaments is our aussie contracted players have never been fully available to play you know every now and again they've played once or twice so you don't have them there um i just think it's from from a a, a period of, of cricket here it just dominates the summer there's no other sports really on i mean uh, i think there's soccer on but soccer in australia is almost non-existent um and no disrespect to the sport but from a a fan following point of view, just having cricket on every night on the TV. Um, you sort of sit down, uh, have your dinner and you've got it on in the background or, and you, or you watch it after dinner or it's on at the pubs and, and stuff. Um, so it's just a, a nice sort of summer feeling with, that goes with the school holidays or that holiday festive season, if you like. And it's quick, isn't it? It's still quick. I think one of the criticisms that been leveled at the blast over here in the last couple of years is it's just got longer and longer and longer the game goes on for too long even though it's only 40 overs yeah well they're, they're trying harder and they, they keep stinging us for being slow and over and they'll get quicker and quicker at it because um you know there's new rules brought in now we haven't seen it once this year yet where a batter can get timed out and you get a free ball at the stumps or whatever although i'm pretty sure twice in a, in a game that we were playing when we were fielding yeah, so obviously the the speed of play has been massively pushed pushed hard on us um, over the seat over the years, and then this year they've got a new rule brought in, although not enforced yet, um, where if a batter's longer than seventy five seconds, I think it is, to the crease, so they've got a countdown. You get the bowler gets a free bowl at the stumps. He basically hits the stumps, the bat the batter's out. Um, so we haven't we haven't seen it in action yet. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, um, but hey if it if it gets people more excited so be it or if it gets batters to the crease quicker so be it. i don't think that's something slowing down our game um but i understand where it's come from yeah i mean it's good incentive for the bad to hurry up isn't it but i guess yeah. the and one of the one of the angles of the the hundred was to stop the you know the the change of field every over wasn't it so just go go twice at one end uh, and that's probably what what takes the time up, isn't it, in the bowling side rather than the bang side? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we've actually found that it's slowed down bowling sides more now because you don't get the time back for getting a wicket. You're actually there waiting for 30-odd seconds um, for uh, the batter to or for the timer to, to run out. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I'm a big fan of if you're slow on over eight rather than getting fined or losing your captain, you just bring an extra fielder into the ring. Uh, I think that makes a lot more sense. I saw the ICC have now brought that rule in, so I'm actually all for it. Particularly being a captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so like you say, a few big games coming up. Um, one is, well, one will just have been played by the time we air this. So obviously that's presumably the last one that you'll be missing. 
presuming yes, you get back in the yeah. side, do you? I mean, you know, who's, oh, who's doing the selection? Yeah, I don't know. I've got to ask Trev. I mean, if they're three from three without me, you've got to you've got to start asking questions. Maybe I just sit in this hotel room for the rest of it. But um, no, look, I, I felt like I was in a really good place uh, with bowling wise. Um, the last oh, before isolation, I, I was taking wickets and, and bowling economically. And um, you know, I think as I said, the the one thing that's impressed me with our team or our squad in particular with the haphazardness of, of COVID and, and losing players here or there, it's actually given um, our squad members opportunity and everyone that's got that opportunity, they've stepped up and performed. So, um, which is what you want going into, into finals and, and being a long tournament um, as well. You want everyone performing and, you know, you, you want headaches trying to pick your best team rather than trying to find your best team. Yeah. It looks like a pretty tight group you've got there as well. Yeah. Very tight. And that's, you know, we've laid some really good groundwork the last few years and um, coming in to, to captain this year uh, for me last minute was um, quite quite a seamless transition because we've got some great relationships on and off the field. Everyone sort of understands each other. I've grown up a lot playing with a lot of the local guys and then played a lot with and against the overseas guys. So that was quite easy. And then um, for Jason, who's sort of taken over while I'm out now, um, you know, it, it's it, the team pretty much runs itself, and that and that's got to be credit to to Trevor Bayless and and our previous coach Shane Bond as well. And of course, you're you're acting captain, aren't you? Because a certain Usman Khawaja is absent, wreaking havoc on the English bowlers. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see um, whether he gets picked. We've got selection headaches in the Aussie team because he's performed, had had COVID, so. Similar to the Thunder, it'd be interesting to see if Usman keeps his spot, Head keeps his spot, or Harris keeps his spot. I mean, yeah, they, they've got some a, a little tough decision decision to make. And, uh, you know, I personally think you, Usman should have been in there from the start, um, but they obviously went a different way. So I, I think now you've got to look a little bit with an eye to a future and you've got to keep that opening partnership the same. Um, or you go, right, this is ne- whoever opens this test, this next test has to open for the next few. Like you've given Hamid a good run at it. Um, the whole Ashes series has obviously failed, but you've got to give, give that opportunity. You can't just keep chopping and changing because then, you know, who goes and opens the batting in Pakistan for us next, next series, you know? So um, I'm not sure what they'll do. Yeah, I mean, Usman's got to be nailed on, hasn't he? Double yeah. times. You, I think, you can't I think you'd, you'd think so. He's earned his spot. Uh, it's just interesting where the head comes straight back in. So, like, if head didn't get COVID, Usman wouldn't have played. So, it's a tricky one. Same as Scott Boland. If Hazelwood's fit, Scott Boland probably gets squeezed out, and he's he's the national hero at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> indigenous national hero as well. Yeah. yeah. What is the feeling, uh, Greeny, uh, in in Australia about this? I mean, I'm not taking everything away from what's some of the performances on the pitch, but do, do people there just sort of feel it's kind of like a diluted Ashes series? It's not the real full-fat experience, given obviously COVID and all the rest of it. Um, or, you know, is there some kind of empty feeling about it's a hollow victory at all? Um, but, look, I, I don't... Personally, I, I personally think that um, probably like it, it just seems it seems different that you don't have the full on traveling Barmy army and yeah. and everything. And, and obviously with the restrictions uh, from a, a true Australian perspective, they don't really care. They, a win's a win. 
they want they love beating the palms um you know much like when uh, i think if you look at uh, when we were depleted from the um sandpaper gate or whatever and, and we were finding ourselves getting pumped by all sorts of teams um but now they've sort of rebuilt they're in a really good place look i, I think even with the traveling barmy army and it was a full probably ashes i think the result would probably still be the same in in our conditions um you know Joff Archer, whether he'd be able to make a difference, but it's just been batting and runs for you guys anyway. Like Stuart Broad said it the other day, is it's not really the bowler's fault when we've got to try and bowl teams out or defend 150 or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I'd just say it, it, the, the sentiment's still been we love beating the Poms. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, for me, I've been actually supporting England in a couple of matches just to try and make it close um, and wanting them to, to have a series to, to, to be on the line rather than just dominating all facets, really. So you're not telling me you were, you were praying that Steve Smith didn't get the last wicket the other day? <laughs> no, look, that, that was great for the game. I, I, I wanted him to, to obviously do that. I think that's, that's what Test Cricket's all about, right up until the fifth day, the final hour, final over. That's what you want to see. You don't really want to see Test matches over in three days or, or whatever um and sides being bowled out cheaply so um yeah that sydney test has easily been the best test so far and steve smith's uh rehabilitation complete now um there was a big moment where everyone was sort of holding their breath when he was standing in as captain and people were looking just to see what the reaction of the crowd would be and what the reaction of the media but it all seemed quite positive so i guess while well, you're not going to forget about sandpaper gate but we, Australian cricket's kind of moved on from that now learned its lessons paid its dues I think so like I, when it first came out I was I was pretty blown away at, at how everyone seemed to have an opinion on it and and get involved and and feel as disgraced as they were by it and that's just Joe public politicians and everyone but I suppose that's the world we live in now everyone feels entitled that they can say weigh in on certain things um I, I think full credit's got to go to pat cummins and go you know what if i'm going to captain my country i need the best people around me and um he's obviously got a great relationship with steve he wants to lean on his expertise and experience uh, particularly while he's bowling but I, I think it's a smart move a guy who's captained the country before for a number of years had success at it why wouldn't you want to lean on him um like that and particularly you know pat got ruled out with covid but there's going to be moments where as a fast bowler, he may get injured or, or have to be monitored um, closely. And, and Steve is the right man to step up for, for that in my mind. So I, I've got no issue with it. And I think it's a, a fantastic move by, by Pat Cummins. There's a good article in Wisdom, which I was just looking at this morning. Um, obviously, there's a lot of naval gazing going on with England, as always seems to happen. I, I, don't, I don't know why it feels so bad this time, because we regularly go down and get thumped in australia so it's nothing new if you look over the last 10 15 years as you point out the batting needs to be looked at and over here in england a lot of the press has been made there's a lot of noise about the state of pitches around the counties but there's quite an interesting article in wisdom today basically saying that uh marmus shane basically um thrived and got to where he is now by playing county cricket in england so that kind of throws that one out the water a bit yeah look i think i think from a a batting perspective it's it's a tough place to bat and he's the sort of guy that want, just went in and, and wanted to 
you know, score all the runs, bat the whole time and play heaps of cricket. And that's the beauty of county cricket for batters. If you get greedy and hungry for it, you can go and do what he was able to do. Um, you know, whether there's a wicket issue, it's just conditions wise, it's very different. I think, you know, that given the gap in time from all the batters playing a, a first class match or a red ball match to this Ashes series was quite big because of the nature of um, the T20 World Cup and IPL and everything being pushed back with COVID. So you have guys having a, a considerable gap between Red Bull matches um, and not being able to get used to the conditions. I, I was very, and like they had a lot of rain in Brisbane, but, you know, all those batters should have played in the in the Lions match, um, the top order in particular, just to try and get used to it and, and have a proper tune-up. Like I know when, when we came over, in that year that we retained the Ashes, I think when the Stokes the Stokes Leach partnership year, yeah. um, they brought out two teams and and they had a, a solid tune up. They played internal matches against each other. They were there for a long period of time and they clearly planned it out. Given the restrictions of COVID and bubbles and everything, it was made a lot more difficult for potentially for England to do that. But I think that's potentially where they missed a trick. Uh, whether weather and COVID restricted that, whether it could have made a big difference, but they just looked very, very light on batting and guys looked like they were searching for form and, and searching for the ball a lot. And, you know, with the quality of fast bowlers that Australia has at the moment, you can get found out. Yeah, and I guess there's, there's probably two things I'd say to that. You know, the, the level of fast bowling in the county championship is probably not <laughs> is not great preparation for an Ashes tour down under. But also, I'm, I mean, you tell me, there must be indoor net facilities in and around Brisbane. And yeah, you might not be able to play outdoors if the rain's down, but but surely there's still opportunities to get inside with a bowling machine and be facing 90, 90 mile an hour plus deliveries. Yeah, look, for sure. I, I don't know if it was a, a pace thing. Um, I, I highly doubt it. Those guys uh, didn't look, you know, like they were backing away or, or anything. It just, they just seemed underdone and, and inexperienced um you know rory burns who's been the second best batter to root in the england team in the past year and, and there's a considerable gap um at the moment between root and everyone else and then it was burns and everyone else even before this series is just you know root carried carried the team through and, and burns sort of chipped in here or there and the other guys were struggling to come to the party and um it was it was brought to light in this this ashes series um you can't just rely on one batter. Similarly, you know, for us in, in the Big Bash this year, the biggest difference has been we've got different players and, and different batters and different bowlers stepping up each game, and that's when you're at your best. And you look at Australia, they've had that in all the tests. It hasn't been one or two players with the bat or one or two players with the ball. It's been different each time. And, you know, the last two tests in particular, it's been the two guys they've brought in last minute that have made the big difference, Scott Boland and Usman Khawaja. So, um, you know, that... This, this match, it was Crawley a little bit for England and Bairstow. Obviously, they made the biggest impact as well. So whether that was too little, too late, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, there's there's encouraging signs there with those two. And I think there's encouraging signs that you can take out of it. But, um, yeah, it was a, it's been an absolute shamolicking. But I did see that Hobart's underwater. So it looks like you may get a day or two off. Um, and you may get some respite for the last test and make it easier to draw. Uh, coming out of the series 3-0, I think we'd take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
once this is uh, once you're done with the big bash, what what are you up to after that? Well, I've just uh, pretty much I, like my career and life at the moment is I live with bags packed and and be ready to go. Um, you know, there's the, all the tournaments pretty much start up again um, very soon. Pakistan, Bangladesh, um, IPL, um, plus a few others, and um, you know I I don't really get picked up. Initially, given my player position, it's the unglorified role in teams. And I'm quite happy with that, just being the conservative money ball sort of player. Um, but, you know, if, if when there's in, uh, dropouts or, or national call-ups and I get my opportunity and hopefully showcase my worth, um, as I've sort of done in, for my various teams, then um, I'll jump at it. So post Big Bash, play a bit of club cricket, stay fit and ready, um, have a little holiday, but Pretty much, I've got to stay ready to go and near the phone. That if an opportunity comes to go overseas somewhere, I'll go. We're going to see you uh, at the the old county ground, or even at the Lords of Essex again this year. Oh, Same thing I hope so. I really <laughs> do hope so. Um, I had Westy messaging me the other day because um, I think he got uh, a decent offer for an overseas, saying we'll wait on it for you. Um, I said, look, mate, I'd I'd love I'd be back in a heartbeat, but. You have to wait and see what happens with the county. Um, that, that's my first preference. And um, as I said, the nature of it, I find out too last minute. So I'd hate to promise a club or anyone yeah, yeah. anything. I, I'd jump at the opportunity to go back anywhere I've played, particularly having family around the corner at Brentwood and being looked after so well um, and having my facility at, at, at Billericay as well with my mate Jim. Yeah, he um, says hi. I saw him last night. He said uh, He says hi. Yeah, he sent me a message today um, or yesterday, actually, which was quite nice. So, you know, I, I feel very settled there. I love the UK in the summer and, um, yeah, I'll be pushing hard for a county deal. So if it, if it means I come over with a county deal or come over in the hope of getting one um, and 100 gig or whatever again, then then absolutely I'll be there. But it'll just be a matter of figuring out when's best and, and trying to pick something up last minute. Got any plans to watch any tennis next week? Oh, that's the that's the most the hardest part about our restrictions is because we're in Melbourne. I would love to be walking down the Yarra to go and watch some tennis, um, but we're not allowed to go to crowded outdoor venues. So, um, you know, hopefully we go all the way in this tournament. Um, if not, and if the finals are in Melbourne or whatever, and there's an off day or a day I can extend it to watch some tennis, I'll certainly be doing that because I know my mum and dad are down watching as well. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. Getting lots of coverage over here because of you know what, but I won't draw you on that subject. <laughs> no, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, yeah, I mean, you can talk about it for hours. I still feel like we dealt with it very, very poorly and it was a pre-planned thing, but at the same time, I don't condone what he's done as well. So I think everyone's sort of, it's two, two wrongs don't make a right and they clashed heads and created a mess. So that's what happened. Well, like you say, it's the world we live in. Everyone's got an opinion. The politicians get involved. The newspapers, exactly. everyone. Uh, and it, the whole thing blows up. It's not like you organised a big party in lockdown, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. All right. Always good to catch up, Chris. Uh, go Likewise. well. And let's hope you go all the way in the big bash. Uh, we'll be watching. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, always good to talk. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. And we need you to get some, uh, some, some more legends on for us. Okay. Let's get Steve Smith and all that gang and whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll work on it. I'm sure there's some Thunder Boys that'd be keen as well. Yeah, so. exactly. 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 All right. Chris yeah. Green, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, many thanks. Thanks, boys.